Hi everyone and welcome to episode 122 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. And Jared. Hey everyone. How are you both? Okay. Ah, pretty good. Have you recovered from last episode where we went on a bit of a rant? Me? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Jared got to listen to it and... Yeah. I could feel that the Final Fantasy Thirteen love was rising within him. Oh, yes. Oh, man, it, it was like deep within my soul, just the aching that <laughs> people showed hatred for a soundtrack that just ma- makes me fanboy like no other. Yeah, I know. And so many people in the comments as well with this episode was just like, um, how how could they boo? It was quite funny though, because by light. on the YouTube video, you missed out the word music. Uh, and you just put people booed Final Fantasy Thirteen, and a lot of people were like, "Damn straight they did." I know, and it's just like, "Oh." <laughs> but when you put music in the in the equation, people suddenly change their tune. They're like, yeah. "Oh, that's really out of order." So maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you have to just segment the specific bits of Final Fantasy Thirteen, and then maybe, just maybe, if we don't get boos on those individual segments, people will start liking Final Fantasy Thirteen more. Maybe. Or they'll realize that it's not actually a bad yeah, game. I, I think that everyone loves the bad... Well, actually, no, I don't think everyone does. I think a good percentage of people... There you go. Like, good generalization. ...like the battle system. <laughs> and I'm going to stop with that. So, yeah. um, moving on, we t- we have three segments in today's show. We've got some news. We have a community guest. And we have some questions. Woohoo! Are you guys ready? I am oh, ready. Yes. Okay, well, before you get too ready... I have to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on iTunes as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. We've got a new iTunes review this episode. Who's that? It's actually from someone called Daryl. Aw, Daryl. And they're from Scotland. And they said, I've been listening to the show since episode 15. That's quite some time that ago. Is. Um, that, that, that is. And they still have everything about it. Everyone involved is so passionate about the series. And I learned lots of interesting facts from them. I used to listen to it when I was playing the games. Now I listen to it when I'm going to and from work. Thanks, guys. And keep on trucking. Aw, that's Darryl. so nice. That's awesome. And then I, I must say, I do have massive love for Scotland. We've gone there once, and it's gorgeous there. And I love the accent as well. Don't we all, Lauren? We all love the accent. Jared loves it too, I can tell. Oh, oh yeah, listen, uh, uh, we Americans, we are suckers for accents. Yeah, it's funny, isn't Even it? Even internally, right? No? no? Yeah, I'd say so. I well, love well, you mean like how Americans like our own little sub-accents? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, well, if, if it's uh, Brooklyn, maybe not, but you know, yeah. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> maybe not Brooklyn. <laughs> Sorry, no, Brooklyn, I we do love, love you, I promise. I love all the new accents in America. But over here, they seem to really love Southern. Well, where, where I'm at, because we're right we're right below Alabama, it's nothing but Alabama accents galore. It's lovely. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move on to our Patreon shout-outs now. And just a reminder, if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash FFKGunion. These shout-outs are anyone who's pledged over $2.50, and they are going to start with... Christian Burge! We're going to go on to Nico Gonzalez, who's at Nick underscore Knack 95. Josh McNabb, who's actually going to be on the show later, who is at J2K9. Then we've got Skylar Loveless. Then we have Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero. Tiger Crate at Palpal Milkshake. William Trengove at Varnus the Azure. Then we've got Peter Lamb. Then Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Michael Graham. Harley Crawley at DarkZT Okami. Genesis Alejandro, who's at Junja San 7 Joni Oja at Diacore for Life. 
Then we've got Mike, Mike Shirley Donnelly, who's at Curious Squail. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Muhammad Quayam. Alex Troutman at Akira Namjian. Manning Franks at like underscore Peyton. And lastly, we've got Zelda Clone, who's at Apes Type Novels. Yay! I like ape novels. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there was that whole thing about if you got all the monkeys in the world to type on a typewriter, eventually they would type Shakespeare. That'd be wonderful. They would. So, really? I heard the opposite. Really? <laughs> that they would never be able to do it? I, I heard that they would never be able to do it. I Aww. remember that right from my uh, science book. It's probability. Come on. Aww. Yeah, 50 <laughs> Well, monkeys are stupid. <gasps> monkeys are not stupid. They monkeys throw are poo. Glorious. They're, but, they're, they're but statistically stupid. speaking... That's smart, though. Statistically speaking, if they did bang the keyboard randomly, eventually they would get the correct combination. Yep. They have to. If It might take them 10 million years. If it were socially acceptable, I would probably throw poo at certain people. Probably the people who booed at Final Fantasy thirteen. At uh... And with that, I'm gone. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing we have uh, to announce is that we actually have a new sub show um, on YouTube. It's called Work Digest. And um, I host it essentially um it's to bring you bite-sized chunks of the news for um i i I try to do it as as the news is coming in so after like a couple days of maybe like a a big news chunk i'll do one so it's not really something that um is going to happen every day um like a a certain day i guess it depends what's going on right yeah exactly it might become more regular yeah because the last thing you want is a video that is just full of 16 17 new stories exactly exactly and so i'm just um about to record the next one which i guess by the time you get this it should be out already but yeah i really hope that you guys enjoy it um there's no opinions it's strictly um well there's opinions from other people but no opinions from us it's just strict news this is what it is and i feature some tweets so if you tweet about something um that we post up then uh, you might get featured on this show. Yeah, yeah, so this is like our equivalent of the 6 p.m. nightly news. Yeah. 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 Awesome. 60 minutes, except it's more like three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to go on to our news segment now. We've actually got quite a lot of news. I mean, we were initially doing the outline thinking, yeah, there's not really been much that's actually happened, but then... Nay. In retrospect, actually, there has been quite a lot that's happened. So um, first up, we've got the the piece of news that Jared is most excited about, which is related to Final Fantasy X, X-2 HD Remaster, which is now out on Steam. It's out on Steam. I can't believe it. It's awesome. It's taken a long time. I know. There were many leaks uh, that were denied, and uh, (laughs) we're now finally there. Yeah, I know. Those Reddit people are are probably so thrilled at the moment it was on that steam database website yeah wasn't it, that... it was on it forever yep. and yeah. they didn't do it i don't know why like square enix is so obsessed with this new style of releasing games on steam where they're just like no no it's not coming out on steam or it's coming out on steam and then like six months later oh it's coming out uh in three days and you're just like oh, all right okay yeah yeah my, my uh, thing is why is it that they don't uh, advertise this thing so much because with even like mobile games they spend a good bit of time teasing and advertising you think they do that with steam considering the user base i guess i mean by this point the 10 10 remaster has been out what like two years now on, yeah. on ps3 and vita so i mean if, if you still haven't got it yet are you worth marketing <laughs> to <laughs> like... yeah but at the same time i guess it i guess it 
gets more hype because everybody's just like, oh my god, it's coming out so soon and has to talk well, about in, it. In some ways, the, the leaks, which may, may, or, may or may not be accidental, um, they, they achieve that. I mean, it's yeah. just like little news snippets of news. They don't, I mean, why would they waste their time actually pumping out and doing, like, spending, um, when they could be getting people talking about other things exactly i mean i don't even know if the people working on it are necessarily um like known personalities that yeah. they can pump out and you know it's, it's a steam release of a remaster that's yeah. already come out on three other platforms at not the same time yeah so i, I think yeah i mean clearly we know that it's already sold over 100,000 copies within two weeks which is crazy mm-hmm. so considering and, uh, it's something notable to mention about this uh steam release compared to almost every other Final Fantasy that's been released, this one has probably the greatest um, amount of positive reviews. I mean, out, mm. out of 1,800 Steam reviews, only 140 of them have been negative. That's pretty and, good. Uh, something common you'll notice in each review is that they'll say, even though they have that FPS lock at 30 FPS, there is still more you can do uh, with your game settings than you can with the previous games. And uh, you don't have to do it from the tile screen anymore at any point in the game you could pause and change the settings uh, for your PC. Oh, that's wonderful. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess they, like, really learned their lessons because they've, um, they've ported quite a bit of the Final Fantasy games over to Steam now. And I guess from those previous ones, they're really, like, clicking with what people want and um, what they don't want in their Steam games. It's, uh, yeah, they're learning uh, quick. Yeah, it's uh, good. Yeah, at least with this one, it seems like um, e- even people who have been a bit critical are saying that, hey, listen, even though it is locked at, 30 fps for this game it's not a big deal compared to the other ones that were newer games you know from newer consoles to be fair i i'm not i'm not a massive sort of um techno person that's why you're not part of the pc master race i know that's right i know i'm sorry because like uh frame per per second as long as it's not like laggy and looks like crap i'm i'm a happy clam well i mean it's interesting because um, someone's already announced that they're going to be working on a 60 frames per second version of the game in their spare time. I think they said it was going to take them approximately like 9 to 12 months to complete. Is it worth it? Mm, who knows? Mm. Uh, um, obviously, they feel it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good for them. They've already posted up some video footage and like it doesn't really change that much. I mean, no. the animations look slightly crisper. Mm. But, I mean, is it worth... Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I don't... I'm not going to tell someone how they can spend that should exactly. spend their time, but if they have the time, go for it. Well, and I mean, if they that, don't that get right stopped. there might have been why Square decided to leave it at 30 is because they did a test, they saw the difference, and they said, you know what, it's not worth it. Let's exactly. get it out sooner. That that is probably part of the process, like whether or not it's just worth the time. Yeah, which it probably isn't. No, no. Yeah, I mean, but... if it's going to take someone who's actually going. I mean, he might not be a specialist, but I would imagine if you're going to port someone else's game from 30 frames per second to 60 frames per second, you must kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. If it's going to take them six to nine months, well, nine to 12 months to do it, then yeah. Let, oh, yeah, let's just delay it. That yeah. Time, yeah. I know. But anyways, uh, the next piece of story that we have is uh, Final Fantasy Brave XVS is now being localized. Yay! <laughs> it was released in Japan in October 22nd of 2015. In, which in reality is only about six months ago. So, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad lag. Record Keeper no. took longer than that, oh, right? Oh, it took almost a year. And I mean, if you think about how long it's taken Kingdom Hearts Key to yeah. find oh it, it's not even out in Europe yet. I know. It's so irritating. But yeah, no, I mean, the fact that they're coming out with it, it's going to be really cool. Although, have they announced it for Europe? 
yet. Um, I feel like it was only North America. Maybe well, not. I've only they have. For North America. They have. They have. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's get them. Um, but yeah, there's um, a massive um, sort of campaign going on at the moment. Um, you can pre-register, and if you pre-register, uh, they'll start like unlocking certain uh, things, like certain special in-game things. So I think like the first tier was if they get up to a million points, you can uh, by pre-registering you have thirty points. Um, they'll have like Terra in her Magitek armor, which is quite cool. Yeah, um, I believe that was the. Um second or third tier but it, it there are a lot of tiers but it does look like it's making a little bit of progress yeah how many have been unlocked so far uh only two tiers i believe only but there's tiers. like a six or seven total uh-huh. i think this is really interesting because uh, i mean they're clearly putting a massive push behind this i mean yeah. everyone's covering this localization story and yeah. they've now announced that it's going to be at e3 they're doing pre-registration they've got websites and everything i don't remember doing anything like this for record keeper no they kind of just quietly pushed that out yeah but i think since record keepers done so well they've suddenly thought oh and okay. unchained key as well i mean yeah, you I mean, can't ignore that well. two million two million yeah. downloads well brave exfius in japan well here's another thing i feel oh. uh from my memory was downloaded for six million times in japan wow so that's impressive yeah and i think they're seeing okay well record keepers done extremely well for us yep Key is doing extremely well for us. Like we've got to push these mobile things, yeah. and I in, even in the financial reports, I think mobile made up a good chunk of their. Well, they revenue. were saying that last year, um, during their financial report for last year, they were saying that this year they were going to focus really hard on mobile games, and a lot of people were yep, upset yeah, about did. it. And so, like, I mean, it's taken them a little while. I mean, well, it's I mean, near got, the end of this. But they were probably talking about Japan, year. weren't they? And yeah, if you think about Japan, they, they did. Uh, I mean, the only game that we haven't necessarily seen so far out of the the, the four big ones uh, is Mobius. Mm. So that hasn't... Uh, we've heard nothing about that yet, but obviously we've now got Record Keeper. Yeah. We're going to have Brave Exvius pretty soon. Yeah. Um, obviously not before E3, I wouldn't have thought, because it's being shown there. Um, and then Key as well. Yeah. So Mobius has... I would imagine that's going to be out this year as well. Yeah probably later it's just funny though because yeah i i'm guessing like quite a lot of their sort of drive was we have to beat terror battle and i think they've now pretty much done that <laughs> that's that's what this whole uh tier thing remind me of instantly was uh with terror battle they had where it's like hey the more people who pre-register the more things we'll do we'll throw more music we'll exactly. throw more in-game items and I, I was thinking you know, they're probably trying to follow off of the success of that oh game. yeah yeah i think they were definitely doing that even with record keeper um, and I think that they're succeeding. Yeah, just the, the Brave Exodus one seems really tame in comparison to the Terra Battle one. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Terra Battle is kind of, um, I haven't really heard much about Terra Battle recently. I think it's, I mean, they hit their maximum milestone. Yeah, so I guess they're just kind of the, going. the console port, and I don't know if they're actually going to do it. I don't know. That would be interesting. You know, but... it does seem like after the pre-registration ended, that was when the news of the game ended. You really don't hear anything about it since then. Brave Exodus. Uh, not Brave Exodus. Uh, Terra Battle. Terra Battle. Yes. Oh yeah, because everyone was like, "Oh, it's hit this milestone. It's hit this yeah. milestone." It was going for mm -hmm. a while. Like yeah. everybody was just like talking about it, and then suddenly, like uh, Record Keeper came out, and then I haven't heard anything since. No, I mean it's still going, but it's still a fun game. I mean, it's still a lot. My of fun. Terra Battle app, which I haven't opened, 
<laughs> for a long time still tells me about updates and stuff they're doing so that's fine then yeah it's still it's still trucking i on. can't have any of like i can only have one of these games on my phone because otherwise my phone is just like i have no space and i need to save that space for baby pictures i just need it that's true yeah i'm, I'm still waiting for a time to work i actually play this uh kingdom hearts app i downloaded it's been on my phone for about two weeks oh I haven't touched kingdom it. it's fun it's fun i had to delete it though too addicted mm. but um yeah, uh, the only other thing about it is that, yeah, it will be at E3, which I think we already mentioned. Which is um, strange. Yeah, I mean, a mobile game. Yeah. But I think that's just where where they're trying to get the market to go, because I guess, if you think about it, probably more people have more time for a mobile game now than they do um, a console game. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. Um, as I said, with Record Keeper, it was announced and stuff, I don't remember there being such hype among the bigger gaming games uh websites yeah whereas this time they're really they're really they're going really hyping out. it you know, the game spots the igens and everything are going crazy for this game announcement um, i'm not too surprised that they're actually putting a mobile game at e3 because uh the last couple tokyo game shows have been focusing so heavily on mobile it doesn't surprise me that square enix would try to bring mm-hmm. yeah that but they typically E3 try and well. do it so that e3 is more of a western focus yeah they don't often bring over anything that's japanese unless they feel that there's a, an opportunity within the western market for it so it's, I mean, so far they haven't really even announced anything else. I think this is the only Japanese product they've announced is actually going to be easy yeah. so far. Everything else has been Western. It's like they, they've, I think well, they said they're going to be talking Setsuna about. Is coming. Have they announced that? Oh, that's that, that's correct. Yes, it is. Uh, there's a demo. Yeah, they announced in their first blog. They said that there's going to be a demo for I Am Setsuna. And, yeah, it, it releases um, a few months from now, I believe. Yeah, I forget what else they said that's going to be there, but I'm guessing like Final Fantasy 15 will be there. Yeah. But either way, um, no, I, I just think, yeah, it's it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, they I, I don't remember I don't remember many of their other mobile titles being sort of hyped up at E3. But maybe we were just at a point where we didn't we're just really hyped have up in many. general. Yeah. They generally just released them. Yeah. Like AT- <laughs> or ATB. But then I guess, yeah, ATB is really the only other one I can think of that they came out with before uh, Record Keeper. I can't think of any of the other ones and if they had any. No. I guess only the Final Fantasy ports. But either way, I think it's still really cool. Um, and then the next bit of news uh, we have is... Um, it actually was a hilarious interview. Um, I highly suggest everybody read it. But um, it's uh, an interview with Sakaguchi and Tabata as part of uh, Famitsu. And um, it's just them going back and forth. And their stories are just great. I mean, Sakaguchi is one of those people who I love to just sit down with and talk to. Just about his stories. Because he seems to have quite a few, and uh, quite a few embarrassing moments as well. Yeah, and I think the fact that Tabata is so easygoing, it's an interesting combination. I mean, yeah. they were talking <laughs> about like the first time they met, and um, Sakaguchi said to Tabata, like, ask me anything, I'm an open book, you can ask whatever you want. And Tabata was like, how much, do you, how much money do you make? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, okay, so that's the pro- one thing I probably won't tell you. Yeah, I know. Well, also, I mean, like, the first time they... they- like sort of technically saw each other um it was at one of the game shows and um sakaguchi just said happy happy 10 year anniversary no 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 no, no? That, that was that was that's not what happened lauren that's uh, not what happened it was Ooh, you're uh correcting me. You're jumping ahead as well we cut this later. No, but basically what happened was um tabata was really wanting to meet sakaguchi um, and he knew that they were it was pax 2014 i think he said yeah um he knew that they were both going to be there because sakaguchi was there for terror battle but Sakaguchi's press commitments just meant that he had no time, so Tabitha yeah. couldn't meet him. Yeah. 
Sakaguchi then afterwards, uh, I think said like a tweet or something, just like mockingly uh, congratulating Square on the the 10th anniversary of 15's development. Yeah. Um, but he felt really bad about it. Like, yeah, afterwards. Because, yeah, because he was like drunk when he did it or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so after that point, he really wanted to meet Tabitha to apologize. Yeah. So it was when they were doing... Um, Kitaze was doing a press tour for Mobius. Mm. And they had Sakaguchi come along to it as part of Mobius, I, yeah. I believe. And then Tabata kind of just came along too. Yeah. And then Kitaze, Tabata and Sakaguchi went out for dinner afterwards. And then that's when they got to finally yeah. meet. But and that's, that's when just, Sakaguchi oh, apologized. It's so funny though. I just... But it's funny because this isn't the first time Sakaguchi's gotten himself in trouble with comments about the Final Fantasy series. I mean... Oh, uh, no. In another right. interview, he, he brought wine, which probably wasn't smart. And he made some comments about 13, a couple of the producers. He had to apologize later for it. Yeah. Well, he did the same in this one as well. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so that was one of the key points where Tabitha was basically saying that when he joined Square Enix, he didn't really care about Final Fantasy. Like, yeah. he just didn't really get it. Yeah. And yeah. he played Final Fantasy 1, um, but he started playing Final Fantasy 2 and just got bored. Yeah. And ended up stopped, <laughs> he just stopped playing it because he was so bored. And Sakaguchi said, well, that's kind of... that. It's because uh, it was developed by... Kawazu, <laughs> and he makes boring games. <laughs> it's just, oh my god, he's so sassy. I love and, it. And Tabitha was like, I- I'm not really too sure what to say to, to that. S- to respond to that. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a Gucci. And then, like the fact that he does stuff like the Mega sixty four thing. Like, I mean, he just sounds like such a goof. Not to, uh, not to be detrimental here as well, but. Kawazu also worked on 12. Uh, oh, no. Daryl. Boom. No, it, it was Blades really funny out. though because, um, yeah, he was just so... Because Kawazu also worked on Final Fantasy 1 mm. and, like, Sakaguchi obviously liked what he did there. Yeah. And it wasn't... It, 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 he was in charge of all, like, the gameplay mechanics and all the design choices and he just... Sakaguchi clearly just doesn't like what he did with 2. He just doesn't get enough. And he never worked on a Final Fantasy game again until 12, I don't think. Really? After Sakaguchi had pretty much gone. Wow. That's hilarious. This just makes the poor guy look like uh, epic fails everywhere. I know. Poor guy. But, I mean... Still, like, uh, well, uh, we know that, like, I'm gonna Sakaguchi... I'm going to all that by saying I may be incorrect with what I just said, okay. but I know he definitely worked on 12. Yeah. And I know he got moved to create a new franchise yes, yes, shortly yes. after 2. But, like, Sakaguchi has said stuff, yeah, like, um, like what Jarrah was saying, like, Sakaguchi has said stuff in the past. I mean, like, we don't exactly know what happened, but, I mean, even when he was um, first doing the series, he completely hated Amano's work. And was yeah. like saying how much wow. he disliked it, and then all of a sudden, Amano was featured elsewhere or something, and yeah. he was just like, "Wow, actually, Amano's work is quite nice." So he like puts his foot in it. Well, if you notice, there's kind of a trend with uh, Japanese developers who leave the big company and go do their own thing, like a uh, the guy who made Mega Man at Capcom. Yeah, in a few that days. guy talks crap about. <laughs> I mean, he he doesn't give no care because he's like, "Hey, I made Mega Man. I made one of the biggest Japanese franchises. I can do what I want." Yeah. No. All the guys who left to form Platinum Games as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the Platinum Games guy, I oh, what's his name? His Twitter account. He just blocks everyone and bans everyone. He's so inflammatory about every single thing. <laughs> He's amazing. Did Hideo, uh, when Hideo... <laughs> oh, it's Kamiya. That's it. When Hideo Gajima left uh, Nam... Um, sorry. He uh, hasn't said anything yet, really. Konami, he can't because it? of contract issues. They yeah. basically forced him to sign a paper that said he can't say nothing about anything. Uh-huh. Give it time. 
<laughs> give it yeah. time. Give oh, it time. Listen, now that Sony has his back, uh, eventually he'll be able, to get, be able to do whatever the heck he wants. It, I would imagine that once he starts making his new game, that will be good press hype. Oh, yeah, definitely. Before mm-hmm. start talking about things. But yeah. um, other Jima than that... breaks silence. Other than that, getting back to Final Fantasy. Yes. Um, but he said that um, he had really high praise for Kitaze. Um, which is different from the other interview, I think. I think I swear in the Nico Nico interview, he he kind of threw Kataze under the it, bus. It wasn't necessarily high praise. It was that he said that when he left, Kataze was the person he trusted most to carry um. on Final Fantasy, <laughs> and that's only that's right. because um, he was like because Tabata was saying, "Oh yeah, no, no, he's like taught me a lot and stuff," and and he said, "Well, what has he taught you?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently, the one lesson he wants he he the reason he liked Katarze was that Katarze knows when to say no, mm. and that was the main thing that he liked about him that he wouldn't just do things because fans demanded, and he wouldn't do yeah. things because for the sake of it, he he knew when was the right time to say no. Yeah, and it looks like Tabata's kind of doing the same thing. Like, yeah, you look at what he's done in the past year or two, made t- tough decisions about the story. There was controversy about it. He didn't care. There was. Um, controversy about Cindy and yeah. he didn't care no. with the Moogles he was like yeah, I can bend yeah I mean yeah he just he he's not a pushover and I mean even with the airships as well he decided what's best for it is to turn the car into an airship like yeah, I'm if not anything, add it seems like he knows where to make the compromises exactly exactly and that is what he's learned from Kataze apparently yep <laughs> apparently apparently Allegedly, but no, I think um, I think the interview is fantastic. So if you have uh, ten minutes or so just to sit down with a cup of tea and and read that interview, it's it's really a good one. Yeah. And the next bit of news is about the additional Final Fantasy Fifteen Ultimate Collectors Editions. Um, so there's about ten thousand that have been uh, made, which essentially just means that they've made more of the Noctuses with the shiny swords. Yeah, um. <laughs> this has been so drama-filled. I mean, yeah, for numerous reasons. For one, uh, people were upset about the fact they were going to make more because then it didn't make them as limited anymore. Yeah, so, like, even orig- though there's like only 10,000. It's I like mean- there's original 30,000 people were just like, well you've kind of gypped me a bit here. Yeah. And I'm no, sure no. that there's going to be some kind of lawsuit around that. I always thought so. The other yeah, thing... Well, my, my thing would be that, um, well, I was kind of hoping, I guess, just because of how pricey that thing was, that they would not put Noctis in there because, I mean, the price would just fall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted those CDs that and, came with it so bad. And that's been the other big controversy around this because when they announced the normal Noctis Play Arts Kai, it's basically... Exactly the same, but just with a different weapon. With a few yeah. different weapons, yeah. Like, um, and, he has all the weapons. There has been some wording around this that has been misinterpreted. Yes. So if you check our website, we've actually got both versions on different stories. But one of them says that the Play Arts figurine is exclusive. Yeah. The other one says that it's a variant that features different weapons. Mm-hmm. One of those is fine like yeah. saying it's a variant of the play arts kai because it has different weapons is okay the other one saying it's an exclusive noctis play arts yeah. kai is slightly different it's dangerous because yeah i mean like somebody reading that one would think and i actually did read that one and did think that that was an exclusive noctis play arts kai i will admit i made that mistake yeah because it's not the first time i mean with final fantasy 12 they had 
the master arts mm. and they had the play arts yeah. for Judge Gabranth. Yeah. And they're very, very different in quality. They are. They're the master arts. And, and the price, as Jared said, uh, and I'm guessing this would have meant you would purchase it, Jared. Um, but if the Noctis play arts wasn't in there, like you can just go and buy it separately. All yeah. the, the difference is a weapon. Although, geez, it, it would have been like ex- 80 bucks less easy. No, 130. It's 130 pounds. It's 130 pounds. I think um, either 130 pounds or 130 dollars. But either way, that is an expensive figure. That's an expensive piece of plastic. It is. Like I mean, that's more expensive than most of the other play arts Kai combined. I mean, like a lot mm -hmm. of people. I mean, I don't know how many of those 30,000 people would have bought the play arts. Yeah. But they've essentially just sold the play thirty thousand of the play arts. I know, and kind of misled people. Yeah, into I doing think there so. was a little bit of misleading there. Even though, like the the people who saw the other image where it says it's a variant, yeah, like I mean that's fair enough. But no, that I think that they did they did kind of bend the truth a bit because I don't even remember them ta- like in Uncovered I can't remember what they said about it there if they said that it was an exclusive and also it's the fact that they didn't release the Noctis at the same time as well Yeah, they released all the other characters and then they released the Noctis later and it's just kind of like I don't know it was just a bit a bit fishy so I, I can completely understand why people would be upset with this now, um, one thing Square Enix did do with this that I, I actually was kind of pleased with I don't remember them doing this regularly but for those who were wanting this collector's edition and they were on the waiting list square enix sent everybody an email and yeah. it had a uh i believe it was a unique link so that uh who whenever you clicked on it there was a copy of this collector's edition waiting for you i think it lasted like 48 hours or something yep so even through all their goof ups and little controversies with this at the very least, they did this right by their customers, I think. So they don't have to worry so about too. everyone swarming to it, but then nothing being there again. Although, with that being said, that's only for North America. From the news report, it's only for North America and South America and France, from what I understand. And then Europe, um, it's actually different. You it's mean actually, the rest of Europe? Uh, the rest of Europe, yeah, sorry. The rest of Europe, it's different. So you have to, you have to buy it... Um, you have to fight with everybody in order to get it. And then in Australia, they're just making they're making additional copies for Australia. See, I mean, I think the waiting list thing is nice. Mm. But at the same time, um, it's no different. Like, it, It's not that they've made 10,000 additional and that you have a good chance of getting them. It's that it's the, it's a kind of a layoff from the original 30,000. So yeah. those people that, I mean, like... If you decide a week later that suddenly you have enough money for it, there's no chance you're ever going to get this 10,000. No. So mm. it's kind of like, it's nice that they have honored the waiting list, but they could have done like a 50-50 or something. Because yeah, if you didn't sign up for the waiting list because you thought, oh, maybe there's no point or Exactly, whatever, and then got the deluxe edition instead. That, yeah, that you got no chance of getting it now. No, because no, you didn't join the waiting list. Because yeah, there's a lot of people who just decided, okay, well... You know, I won't get the ultimate collector's edition, but I'll just get the I'll get the deluxe edition instead, which is completely reasonable to think that. Hmm. But either way, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. But if you got a collector's edition, you know, enjoy it, embrace it, hug that Noctis and his little yeah. swords. Um, don't break it. Yeah, don't break mm-hmm. it because that's expensive. Uh, and then IGN have struck a deal with Square Enix for exclusive coverage of final fantasy 15 leading up to e3 um so at the moment they've like released some footage um 
and like some the first stuff one, there. Um, showed off some magic. Yeah, it was um, some of the ice magic and a bit of the fire magic, and they showed off Numblade. He looks pretty cool. Um, seeing fighting a couple of Numblades. Uh, it was a moth and it was nice to see that, especially with the ice, that it's a big area of effect. It, it quite it changes the environment quite a lot, mm-hmm. and also puts slow on the enemies, and they go blue and stuff. <laughs> it was they turn into blue. Dabba dee dabba die. Yeah. Dabba dee. I'm sixty five. Yeah, of course. Um, and then the second one they put out was just a video showing the day night cycles, and also on top of this, it wasn't IGN related, but Square put out another World of Wonder trailer with featuring the new Prelude song. Mm. Mm. It is very pretty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, I thought it was kind of funny that IGN was able to get these videos exclusively. Um, this this is just a little theory of mine. But if you remember from the Uncovered event, one of the two guys up there was uh, Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg Miller, as much as I love the guy, you know his ignorance of the series did show through. However, he was a former employee of IGN, and I'm mm-hmm. betting. That when IGN saw just how much, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, just the amount of attention that uh, him being involved in this new Final Fantasy game got him. IGN's probably like, oh, we need this. Mm. And that, that, that's probably, I'm thinking that's probably what kickstarted the idea with IGN. Interesting that you used the word ignorant as well, Jared. Uh, I, I was trying to be nice. You can't about spell IGN, ignorant but... without IGN. Boom. Although they but, have very um, good walkthroughs. Yeah. I do. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're wiki. They have good wikis. They have good guides. Yeah, but that that it's not IGN who makes them. It's a fan community. So it's true. <laughs> so it's not even yeah. them. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> all right. The last bit of news we have is about Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, patch three point three is going to release sometime in June, and it's Revenge of the Horde, mm-hmm. which reminds me so much of freaking Starcraft. It's just like blah, or Warcraft. Is it Warcraft? That it's, it's, it's Starcraft. It's both. Who knows? Starcraft. Revenge of the Zerg Horde thingy. Anyway, um, other than that, there's been uh, some updates with the fan fests uh, that are happening across the globe. Uh, The U.S. one is going to be held in Las Vegas um, at the Paris Hotel and Casino from the 14th of uh, to the 15th of October in 2016. Well, this year, Um, Japan. This is going to be interesting to cover. Uh, it's happening on the 24th and 25th of December. So for you guys who celebrate Christmas, it's happening during Christmas, which is going to be lovely. Wait, Mom, I can't I can't uh, open presents or anything. I'm watching I the live stream. And, uh, watch the live stream. Yeah, Allie's first Christmas. How did you spend your first Christmas? Well, Mommy and Daddy were off watching the live stream. Because she can mm-hmm. speak English by then. Finally. We will not be or, watching or, the live stream. They, yeah, they, we they'll be. be saying, "Why didn't Santa leave me presents?" Well, I was up all night watching the stream, and you know, <laughs> Santa just doesn't come in when we're all awake. But it's it was true. worth it. It's true. Um, and that's happening at the Tokyo Big Big Site, I think it's called, or something. Tokyo Big Site. Tokyo Big Site. Yeah. And then um, the European one is happening in Frankfurt, Germany, and um, is going on. From the 18th to the 19th of February in 2017. And that is Daryl and I's anniversary. Yay! So, Square Enix, I hate you and your dates. <laughs> it's mean. Although, maybe we can make it a romantic getaway. Let's celebrate our anniversary with Far Fantasy Fourteen. Um, I love the series, but... Aw. I'd... But I've never been to Germany. That's true. I've been twice. Yay! <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I'm in Frankfurt, though. 
Do you think you might you might try and go to the Nevada one, Jared? Uh, that, that that's quite a distance from uh, Florida. It's true. We're uh, talking about it's only like a day or two drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that that's not a big deal at all. No, no, not at no, all. No, I I'm, I think I will have to uh, pass. Give on that this a miss. One. Take yeah. a rain check. Take a rain check. There we go. Yeah, that sounds a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's it for the news segment. So now we're moving on to the guest segment. And uh, on the show, we have Josh, who is a Patreon supporter. So over to you, Lauren. All right. So hey, Josh, uh, welcome to Final Fantasy Union. How's it going? Oh, very well. Thank you. Oh, great. Um, yeah. So uh, first of all, let me just say, like, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Like, seriously, it's absolutely awesome and rad. And, um, yeah, it's so great to actually have you on the show as well. And, um, uh, I heard you just got a, you just got something from us, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. It came in one piece. I received your, uh, Final Fantasy Union badge. Yay! Right. <laughs> Very much appreciated. Oh, yay! Um, <laughs> going along with the sort of, like, excitement, um, are you getting excited for E3? It's just around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I, I don't know how this year's E3 is going to do. You know, is going to uh, make more major announcements than last year's E3 because obviously yeah. that was, you know, uh, a bit crazy. Major, major announcements going on there. And, <laughs> and for me personally, w- with the Final Fantasy VII remake, that was oh my you know, god, that was just the pinnacle. So uh, this year can, you know, hopefully it's as good, but. Surely can be disappointment after, uh, you know, <laughs> after, after I know. last year. I know. It's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like, oh, my God. I mean, the just the electricity in the air after that announcement, everybody was just like, oh, my God, like jaw dropped. Just. Yeah. Well, the, the, the YouTube videos of, uh, that I've seen that, you know, the, the yeah, you can feel that electricity in the air and, and um, the people filming on their cameras and, you know, getting hyper, hyper excited. Uh, yeah. Indeed, hyperventilating at some stages. Um, you know, just just uh, <laughs> it it's, it's amazing to that game that twenty years ago. That's what that's what people, you know that's what gets that excitement. I'm, I'm pretty sure people don't get that excited about Tetris. Yeah, you know, yeah, no. Nah. nah, I I mean, yeah, like this is one of the biggest. That that was one of the biggest announcements I think they've had in absolute years. I mean, even the mm. even the like versus thirteen to fifteen announcement probably wasn't even as crazy as the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, well, to be fair, I don't, I don't, I haven't played uh, versus. I haven't played thirteen or any of the thirteens. Uh, I've, I've been kind of seven, eight, and nine was you know when I was into my gaming at my peak and sure you know Final Fantasy VII obviously got me into it, and then I had to play eight and nine after that. Yeah, and, and then afterwards, I didn't really get into it. Number ten, I couldn't, I couldn't get in, I couldn't get on with it. I, I couldn't, yeah. I just didn't like it. And uh, my brother played it, and and I watched him play it a few times. And I'm not sure what it is about it. I'm partly, you know, partly it's Titus. Uh, <laughs> that you can't stand the laugh. No, he, he, <laughs> he doesn't do it for me. He doesn't do it for me. But uh, but and and the story as well. I, you know, something. Sometimes it just doesn't click. But yeah, you know, uh, fifteen. I think is is going to get me back on track because that yeah you know, that looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. Ha- 
Have you played any of uh, Tabata's other stuff like um, Crisis Core or um, Type Zero? Whenever there was a game with Final Fantasy VII in the title, um, <laughs> I was on it. Uh, you were on apart it. From, yeah, apart from the ones that were in Japan only. But uh, yeah, I played Crisis Core and I loved what he did with it. It was, you know, the ending was, you knew it was coming, but it oh, was mega powerful. And, I know. And how he's done it. Skill, skillfully done. I th- I've got a lot of respect for, for Tabata. So, uh, I, you know, sometimes I hear criticism of him from, you know, from, from sections of people, but I kind of, you know, what after playing Crisis Core, I'm like, yeah, you know, maximum respect to you. Um, yeah, I mean, also I managed because I was in Japan earlier this year. I managed oh, to sick. have a go on um, Final Fantasy VII Dissidia. Oh yeah, uh, the, how was that? In the arcade. Uh, it was awesome, and oh, it makes gosh. me even more excited for the remake because the graphics on it and. You know the gameplay was. I'm. I'm a. Again, I'm not very good at computer games, so sure. I'm a bit of a button masher when it comes to <laughs> action stuff like that. Yeah. So I just mashed my buttons all I could, and um, and yeah. But it was again. It was. It was pretty. You know. It was phenomenal. It took me ages to find that arcade, but ages. Really. Walking all around Tokyo trying to find the. So I'm guessing find, it's like it. it's not central or anything. Well, they in Japan there were a lot of. Uh, like arcades and stuff you see a lot of Sega things and then you've got like five floors worth of um, computer games and uh, it's you know there's there's different levels you have different types of games so you go up to the upper levels and um, I found you know I found uh, Dissidia up there and you've got your Street Fighters and and all sorts um, and but what I didn't realise was well I didn't find out until I'd left is that there's there's like a card system there and you, okay. have to, you pay 300 yen for this card, and it's basically, I don't know if it's like, it's like a nectar card or something. You, you put it on the machine before you start, and I think that gives you extra levels. It gives you access to more content on the game. Um, oh. So basically all I played was the, like, the, the demo level. Oh, that's And no matter what options I chose, um, I could not, uh, I, I could never get more than just the demo level. I mean, which was enough, you know, because, you know, again, I didn't think I was ever going to get to play it, and it was all pretty yeah. exciting, but... But when I left, I saw other people like putting this card on, and then it, it kind of, it's, you know, then they got other options, and then they selected, um, you know, they managed to get on different levels. But my Japanese isn't, you know, my kanji yeah. level isn't up to standard. Yeah, no, it's really hard. Like I, um, when I was learning Japanese, I kind of got to like the kanji point, but like, oh my god, there's just so much you need to remember. It's just crazy. It's 2,000 characters, you know, once you get to Kanji, and none of them have direct meanings. So, no. it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not just the like this stroke means this. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Okay, if you say yeah. so. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but that's awesome, though, that you got to go to Japan. Uh, what was the, um, what was the demo level? Like, was it a specific area or of, um, well, of Final Fantasy? I wouldn't have recognized. So, um, I wouldn't have recognized it if it was from like one of the earlier Final Fantasies and it didn't uh-huh. look like it was from seven, eight or nine, but it had your usual cast of characters. Um, well, I played as Cloud most of the time and then of course. Squall once. And that well. um, but uh, it, yeah, it was kind of like a nice mountainous range with uh, like water and, and okay. the sea over the other side. And I very think that sounds, like, and, that sounds like Cornelia you know. from um, Final Fantasy One. That's probably what it was. It was like a meadow? Yes. yes yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so that um, sounds nice like a nice one. Was very, yeah, very possibly it was that. 
Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, all the other levels look, look you know, pretty amazing. So I'm yeah. just standing there watching, watching the other guys play it. Uh, but, uh, oh, it's yeah, a shame you couldn't play that Midgar. That would, have been, that would have been awesome if you um, if you were able to play Midgar as well with Final Fantasy Seven. But oh well. I know, I know. You have to save up yeah. for next time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, 300 yen is only about two pounds, but it's just one of those things. I didn't figure it out until I'd, uh, I know. you know, uh, until I left. No one was there, you know, they didn't have an attendant or something that could, that, that told me what to do or anything like that. No, so they need a help, Google. They do, yeah. I would just get my dictionary out or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, well, that's awesome, though. Did you get to go to, like, Artnia or um, the Square Enix building at all? No, uh, I did look. I did look out for that. I wish I had, but uh, I didn't. I didn't have any time for that. Uh, oh, I know it's a bit. Of... It's a bit out of the way, from what I can hear. From what I hear, it's like a bit hard to find. Yeah, I, I did. I did have a look and looked it up and see if it was anywhere near our hotels. But um, but we we were only in Tokyo for three days. Oh, so, okay. And by that time, we were pretty fatigued and yeah, you know, kind of uh, you know. Um, we, we kind of saved the days for, for other things. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, like, yeah, going to Japan is like, it's it's very uh, a very rare experience. So, yeah, you just want to get in what you need to get in, essentially. But no, that's Absolutely. really that's really cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I asked this before, but um, uh, you you got started with with seven, right? And you you yeah. are just a seven seven person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I, uh, <laughs> well, I'm 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 an, I'm an older gamer now, so yeah, you know, I I started in yeah, kind of like that. I mean, the piece, I mean, I I started off with a Spectrum ZX eighty, uh, and you know, uh, playing consoles like that, and uh, you know, Commodore and. In building up to PlayStation One, um, you know, and I was a teenager when Final Fantasy Seven came out. So uh, you know, when the magazine with the VHS is, you know, is there and <laughs> pointing me in the direction of this new game. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's diff- I'm one of those people who don't I don't like to buy just all the games. I just want to see something that's amazing and yeah, you know, and you know, wants to. I want it to guarantee me a brilliant time, and and that's when I'll I'll spend the money on the game. And I think Final Fantasy Seven did that. Final Fantasy Fifteen looks like it's going to do that. The remake and and uh, yeah, so I'm quite I'm quite selective. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very glad uh, I bought Final Fantasy Seven. What a what a great game and story. Yeah, yeah. no, that's absolutely yeah. I mean, that's a thing. Um, like nowadays, I mean, for us, like we have to be selective about the games we play just because we don't have that much time anymore to play them. And so, yeah, a, mm. a Final Fantasy game is definitely is definitely worth the experience. Yeah, I mean, how many hours is Final Fantasy fifteen? How many hours do you think that's going to take up? Is it going to be? Is it going to be a long, long, uh, like forty hours plus? Is it... Yeah, yeah, it I is. think so. Oh, it has oh, to be, cool. doesn't it? It's a Final Fantasy. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's Final either, Fantasy. It's either 40 hours for somebody who can't play it and, again, struggles and, you know, uh, accidentally, you know, moves the story on or, <laughs> or maybe 10 hours for somebody who knows what they're doing. Seasoned yeah. pros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those bead players. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't even, like, how they get through those games so fast. It's just ridiculous. Surely you miss all the fun bits as well. I mean, you, yeah. you see the, there's, a, there's a video on Twitter of Final Fantasy 15 and it's beautiful scenery and stuff like that. Yeah. If you're speed playing, you're not going to see all that, are you? You're just going to no. you know, nah. run to the end. 
I know. But it's going to be difficult because, like, um, from what they're saying, I mean, like, the nighttime stuff for Final Fantasy XV is going to be, like, ridiculously hard. So it's like if they're right. playing through all the night, like, it, it's going to make it quite difficult as well because um, I think they get, like, um, stat boosts if they do sleep and that kind of thing. So it would be interesting to see if people would actually try to do a speed run of Final Fantasy XV because, yeah, like, sleep affects you so much um in the game and um yeah i'm sure they will get i'm sure the speed players will find a way yeah they will don't they yeah Yeah, they will will find a way (laughs) so who's your um who is your favorite character from fall fantasy 7 then uh, you know what's coming. Um, <laughs> cloud. Cloud, is, cloud is cloud is the guy. I think. See, I would have said mucky. I think it was, Sorry. I would have said mucky, the massage, the masseuse guy from uh from uh Honey Bee and he's this big, he's this I, big skulking tan guy who massages Cloud. I would have said mucky. That is weird, right? That, I mean, I don't know what to take from that. That 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 whole scene. It's all it's very creepy, isn't it? <laughs> Just a little um, bit. It's yeah, going to be it's, interesting it's in the remake. Disturbing. But yeah. So Cloud, Actually, Cloud's I didn't your guy. see anyone in Japan who looked like Mookie, so I, I do wonder <laughs> who they based that character on. Um, yeah, something. Yeah, no, Cloud, Cloud is the uh, you know Cloud was, is the man. He was very dramatic. I think he, he, his character resonated with me back in the, you know, uh, when, at that time and stuff, when I yeah. was a teenager and, you know, going through stuff and, you know, you've also, you, you, meet, you play with this character who's also got his own stuff to deal with and to get through and, yeah, there's, you know, there's a resonance there. So, uh, you, you know, you, you feel the story a bit more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got to have a cold, cold heart for that story not to affect you anyway. You know yeah. I mean? it's true it's very powerful yeah definitely and um well what are your thoughts on on zach then on zach uh yeah it's it's awesome how he's become such a cult figure um (laughs) his his, crisis core was a great game uh and you know he really did his you know popularity uh you know great favor and yeah i I like that i I thought he was you know i thought he was cool I mean, yeah. I'm in the cloud should be with Aries camp, so I was kind of uh, like, stay away, okay. Zax. It's not about you, man. You, <laughs> you stay where you are. Cloud uh, so, but now, you know, it's. I wonder if they'll answer that in in the remake. You know, that's, yeah. That's, do you think? Do you think they will? I don't know. What? Um, <laughs> just whether or not whether or not uh, Cloud and Aries should be together, or Zach and Aries. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud of Aries or Cloud of Tifa. I mean, in Kingdom Hearts, Ooh, they, say, they, they, they the end of Kingdom Hearts and that it suggests one way, but, you know, uh, I wonder how they're going to go with the remake. I don't know, really. Because, yeah, I mean, like, Cloud and Tifa could potentially be together, but Tifa, like, freaking messes with his head so much. Really, I, th- I think that... Uh, I really think that Cloud, Cloud just deserves someone like who's not going to mess around with his head like i mean i like eris i think that uh, well i like i i think that she's i think that she's nice but i like she also sort of i, I mean she's just like zach zach is um uh zach's gone and hi cloud i know that you think that you're zach but um you know i know that you're not but i'm not going to tell you that i'm just going to let you <laughs> just live your lie <laughs> And, um, but I love you, 
and I think that you're really cute, and uh, then I'm just going to leave you. And then Tifa is just like, oh, yeah, I know all this happened to you, and I know how, what you were like before, but I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm just going to let you keep living the lie. Um, yeah. It's just like, Cloud, like, he, he deserves something squishy. Like, maybe he should just be with Yuffie, because at least Yuffie is, like, straight up front. Yeah. <laughs> I just want your materia. I want you from your materia. Boom. Like, you know, that's it. Yeah, and he, he can pick her up and dump her when he wants to, when he's having a moody and <laughs> stuff like that. Maybe. When you do like that, you think Tifa is just as evil as Sephira. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let him live the lie. At least Sephira told him. I know. It's just, yeah, no. They're just, they're just so mean. Poor maybe maybe they'll sort it out. They'll, yeah. They'll sort it out for the remake, you know? Yeah, and they would be nice. And clear things up. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, that's it um, for our little segment. But thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon as well. It's a great product. Thank you. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, again, if you want to be a person that appears on the show in the guest segment, then uh, head over to Patreon to find out how. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to some questions. Okay, so this first one is from Yesterine Tayak on uh, Facebook, who asks, do you think there will be a limited edition of Final Fantasy XV on, uh, oh, of the Final Fantasy XV PlayStation 4? Yes. Mm. Yes, I do. I mean, there's been one for pretty much every single game in recent history, right? Yeah, it's there true. There was one Just for about. 13, 13, 2, Type Zero returns, was Type sick. Type Zero. So I, sick. I think it's a pretty much a dead set. Yeah. I mean, it might not necessarily be in the West. I would mm. say that there will there will definitely be one in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I, I would have assumed if it was going to be in the West, they would have announced it by now. No, 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 no. No, nah, they'll probably there's, announce it later. There's too much other stuff going on right now. Yeah. Mm, I, good point. I, I think that it's something that will probably come to light maybe a month or two before the game comes out. Mm. Uh, because they'll want to try and push what. Well, Christmas is not too far away. Yeah. It depends what's going to happen. Um, to be honest, I probably would have preferred like a face a faceplate for the PlayStation 4 in the Ultimate Collector's Edition of um Faceplates cost like £5. I know. Yeah, that would be... Oh, well, that's well, why. Well, like pounds. cheap There's stuff, okay? <laughs> cheap stuff. One person's garbage is another what person's What if it was an exclusive faceplate? Yeah, that that's what I meant. had a slightly different color yeah. to there the one go. you can buy. It is black. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> it's black. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Next question. All right. This is from Goldie Neko from Facebook. If you could have either a Tonberry, Cactar, King Mog, Fat Chocobo, or Spriggan as your ally, which would it be and why? First of all, I have to shout out to Goldie Neko because she makes adorable palms. They're uh, Choco Palm creations. Go on Facebook and look at them. I just had mine made. It was in a meal. So cute. Um, but anyways, to answer your question, um, huh, I it's a hard question, actually, because um, Tonberries are awesome because they would just stab people and then they just die. And but they could also curse them. They could also curse them. Mm-hmm. Uh, cactars are ridiculously fast, but I feel like the cactar would run away. Um, King Mog is just super adorable. Um, and a fat chocobo would just sit there and eat. So, no, fat chocobo is a very dangerous summon. It's Remember true. That? It's true. They, it will fall. Fall on, they fall on people's heads. Yeah, and then disappear. But yeah, it's like I, an instant kill. I think I might go with a Spriggan just because they're so possessive that I know that they would just throw crap at people. And they're... Super cute as well in a sort of disturbing way. Kind of like a gremlin. All right. Yeah. 
So I'll, I'll say Spriggan. What about you, Jared? Oh, I, I would probably go with uh, King Mog, just because if you have him, his little follower minions will be there, which means 24-7 you get to hear Good King Moggle Mog sung <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Which I, I would just love to dance Which is Halloween. Day. It's like a Halloween song from a... Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if, if you compare Christmas. the songs, it, it's like this is Halloween. It's almost it the same, musically. So, it's so I mean, cute. What, what's more intimidating than a bunch of fluff balls threatening to poke you and jab you and yank at your hair? Um, I mean, come on, that's just twisted I would just and say awesome. a Tonbury. Tonbury is you. With a big fat cleaver. Yeah, it's <laughs> come true. On, like, especially the one that appears in Type Zero. Yeah, you're living your Christmas oh, uh, you would not, dream. You would not want to mess with that. No. That is just death. Yeah. I mean, like, the other guys here, um, okay, the Fat Chocobo could crush you. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But there, there's just kind of nuisances. I think Cactor, okay, a thousand needles might be painful. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to kill you. But they're so Whereas cute. a Tonbury is just going to walk up to you casually mm-hmm. and then it's going to stab you. It's true. Now that is, is serious business. But the thing is, <laughs> as well, you don't want to piss that one off. Do you? The Tomberry? Yeah. Although well, I, I think that Tomberries would be very loyal. I mean, the one in Type Zero is exactly. very loyal. Very loyal. Yeah, well, very if loyal. you think about it in one sense, uh, the Tomberry is kind of like the uh, slasher of Final Fantasy. You know, kind of like how <laughs> we have our slasher movies. Tomberry yeah. is a slasher. You know, he is the Jason Voorhees. He is the Michael Myers of uh, Final Fantasy. He don't stop. No. No, he just carries on stabbing. I know. Mm-hmm. But I love my Spriggan. I'll have my Spriggan. Okay, so this next question is from Zach, who is at Zachary P. Lyons on Twitter, who wants to know, are you looking forward to the Final Fantasy XV minigames? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to sound like such a horrible Final Fantasy fan here, but nine times out of ten, the minigames never interest me. I mean, typically when I play a game, my intention is to get through the story, everything else I'm going to ignore, and then I might come back for the minigames. But I can't really think of a Final Fantasy minigame that grabbed my attention to where I wanted to go back and play it. And yeah. right, right now what we have for 15 is basically just, well, it looks like a trimmed down pinball game. And fishing. And fishing, yeah. And chocobo racing. The fishing. Yeah, and uh, I, I never, I now there, there were, like I played the best pro fishing games, those were fun. But I almost never did chocobo racing unless it was absolutely required. I don't know how, so, like, people love fishing games. I, mean, mm. I remember Sonic Adventure had a fishing mini game, and people loved it. And, like, even Final Fantasy XI had fishing, Fourteen, 14 has, a, has fishing. Because Isabel does it all yeah. the time, some, bless her. Some people just get completely into the fishing. Actually, even uh, the Yakuza games have fishing mini games. It, I just don't get it. I, I can't explain myself, even though, like, one. Not in Final Fantasy, but in other games, you know, I, I do play the fishing sometimes. Um, however, just because I'm seeing a greater uh, focus on their little pinball game, you know, that, that's what comes to my mind here. Mini game with Final Fantasy 15. Sure. So I, I take back a little bit of what I said. Yes, the fishing I will probably do. Since I pre-ordered a copy, I get some special lures. So I will definitely try those out. But that that's not what is exciting me about the game <laughs> in any way. Actually, that's a weird point that I want to bring back to earlier. Just as Monsters has come out. Yeah. No one's talking about it at all. No. Square aren't even talking about it. No. Nope. It's just disappeared. They're just like, we have another game. Maybe it's going to, when it comes out on iPhone, whenever that is. Yeah. Maybe they'll talk about it then. Yeah. Pop. 
possibly. But getting back to like the mini games, though, I mean, I always say like I won't like the video. I I don't generally like mini games, but somehow I get sucked in by them because like in near there's fishing and I oh my god I could not stop fishing. That now was, it comes back to fishing. What is it with uh, fishing? Fishing. I don't know. The racing I get annoyed with. To be fair, like mm-hmm. I I'm get. I get very angry with racing games. Um, that's why you don't see me playing Mario Kart because I actually do get really pissed off, which Bird is funny. Rage. Which is funny for other people, but for me, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm beating you, and I don't care. And um, yeah, I get a bit like Monica from Friends, but um, I don't know. I I think that kind of stuff and like gardening and. Um, other stuff like that. I just, I get into it. I just get sucked in. It's like that maternal instinct. It's like, Marge, it's time to shine. I just, I get, I get so enthralled with it that I'll end up not playing the rest of the game. But yeah, that's just me. What do you think, Daryl? Do you get involved with it? Not really. I'm more like Jared. Mm. I do certain things if there's a, a goal in mind, like 10, I probably, I think I did, I did the lightning bolts. Yeah. Um, I oh, did. Goodness. The, um, I did it once. I can do it a second time. I I did the um the chocobo racing the two chocobo racing yeah. isn't it? Um, eight what? triple triad. I don't think I even there was nothing to gain out of doing triple triad. No, um, just accomplishment. Well, yeah. I you, you just collect the cards. And yeah. I didn't like Tetra Master. Um, you're just a hater. I don't think I really... Does 8 have any mini games other than Triple Triad? Um, yeah, well, it has the whole, like, Chocobo, Chocobo country thing. Chocobo... I, I did do... Um, I, you, had to do you had to do all that to get poo-poo. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you didn't. No, you don't have to do that to get poo-poo. You get poo-poo by going back to uh, where Bellam Garden was and you encounter him. I thought it was... You could only... You have to yeah, see the... You have, you have to, to see the... You have to see the um, UFOs. You go to a certain part in the map and you have to see the UFOs. What is the point? Nah, that's I right. know there was definitely a reason when, because on disc four, you can go out of the world and you can still access all the Chocobo there's Gardens no, jigs. I don't know if there's any if there's any sort of goals, but I knew it was a Steam achievement. I know I started off in nine doing Chocobo Hot and Cold and trying to get the the map fragments and trying to do that but i just got bored same here <laughs> i make up my own mini games though because i do the um i did the whole like uh calling mog a ton to oh, make him pissed yeah. off at you that's my mini game just make make the npcs pissed off with you yeah yeah because i never i never bothered with ozma Nah, I, could, I couldn't be bothered but i did do a mega weapon mm. i did everything in eight and I did almost everything in yeah. seven. Eight's the one I've done the most with. Ten, I, I beat um, Dark Val for. I couldn't be bothered to do anything <laughs> other than that. Um, They're scary. I can't do them. No, scary. Yeah, the, the most I've really ever done in a game was uh, in Crisis Core and Tactics. I pretty much did everything you could in those. Uh, yeah. With the exception of Tactics, I, I I think I missed a couple things, so I didn't get to that uh, secret goddess boss. But um, aside from that, I just about did everything you could. Yeah. So I, see, I, you guys do have it in you. No, I just don't. I get bored. It's a spin off. I, I try. I try doing. I tried doing ten to the hundred percent. Oh, I did that. I got to the part where you got to listen to Machin. I just got bored. I know. Well, I turn. <laughs> I tell you, I turn the channel. I just turn my computer off. I, I, sorry, I turn the console off. I I tried <laughs> doing it. I listened to it once. I listened to him talk about it once because the story is actually interesting. He talk. I forget what it 
was all about. But so I think he talks about. I think he. <laughs> I think he talks about like the history of spirit. Well, yeah, duh, he yeah, does. Yeah, he talks about, about the fact that. he's unsent or yeah. Stuff, well, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't reveal that just yet. Well, he reveals that in ten, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know if he uh, revealed no, that. No, nine, ten. That's several other characters. Oh, okay. But well, anyway, Lauren, I haven't gone that far in ten two. No. Oh no! Sorry. Spoilers. Oh, that was Daryl though. That was Daryl's fault. That was me. Dang that was Daryl. That was Daryl. Well, that, that that that's my that fault. Completely so. changes your entire perception of the game now. I'm uh, sure. Uh, now I have to buy uh, it. Now I have to. Well, actually, yeah. this is like the third time I've bought the game. I just never played Ten Two. <laughs> You're the part of the problem. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> but the last question is uh, from Brayden Sora ninety six. Hello, I love um, having our discussion, Sora. Um, I, sorry if that sounded creepy. Um, but anyways, uh, with E3 mere weeks away, what do you think Toriyama's project is? Oh my god, Toriyama. Um, I don't think they're going to announce the project at E3. I don't think that would make any sense for them. But I reckon he's probably doing something on the 7 remake. Hmm. Not 10-3. No. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Not lighting the dating simulator. No. <laughs> Oh, he, he would try to do that one too. I do like I do like Toriyama though, but I don't know. I mean, they are sort of there's rumblings about a ten three, so there might be something. That's only because 10-3. of the novel though, and they've said they've said literally nothing about it. I think I've seen I've seen small little snippets of news stories pop up with ten three, like people saying, "Oh, don't count it out" or that sort of thing. That's but, just Kataze doing Kataze I know, stuff. I know Kataze. But- yeah, what, or Kotaku. Kataze. Because oh. I, I think he's the one that usually gets asked about it. Uh, and he's just like, well, you know, if people don't want it. it out, yeah, yeah, like, you know, we're not going to flat out deny we're working on it because we don't, we want to leave the door open. Yeah. Just say you're not working on it. <laughs> just do everyone a favor. But you never know. No, no more sequels. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no more threequels, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. I'm All sorry, right. after the last threequel, uh, most people don't want no more. Yeah. All right. So it's time to round the episode out. <gasps> it's going to be like quite a long one, I think. Oh, after mm. we said it was going to be a short one. Well, I'm sorry, last, I kept talking. Last episode was short. Yeah. But That's because y'all didn't have me to give my, you know, just well-loving opinions about the music of 13. That's <laughs> true. But that's true. okay. I was out for a reason. Well, yeah. in a good sense, we've got music from Tactics Advance for mm. the end of the episode. I don't think we've ever had a Tactics Advance arrangement on there. So no, I don't think we have. This is uh, an arrangement of Amber Valley, and it's by a YouTuber called I-X-Y-L-E-D. I don't know how you say it. I-X-L-E-D. X-L-E-D. X-L-E-D. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy that. And uh, yeah, the next episode, Final Fantasy News is scheduled to come out on the 7th of June. And uh, we're hoping to do a Type 0 post-mortem episode. Mm. So, mm-hmm. come with your spoiler hats off. Yeah. We'll have a special guest. Yeah. We're hoping to have a special guest on it who is very Type Zero relevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're going to dive straight into it. We're going to talk about all the spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't played the game yet, now is a good time to do so. Yep. You have a, you have a couple weeks. You've got two weeks to finish the game. Yeah. You so have more no than enough excuse. time, really. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Final Fantasy. We are there or thereabouts. And uh, you can hit us up on YouTube, forward slash FF Union Vids, and you get Walk Digest now as a nice little nice little surprise for you. <laughs> and of course, you can go to FinalFantasyUnion.com where you can check out all the news and all our 
other culture-based Final Fantasy stuff. We've got a cool cosplay feature going up soon, and um, we're expanding our Final Fantasy fourteen coverage. There's loads of stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely awesome. So definitely, definitely uh, check it out. And of course, if you want to support the show, please head over to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion. All right, guys. Time to say goodbye. Yep. Uh, bye bye. See you, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a Final Fantasy Union.com production. <laughs>